Welcome to Black Springs, broadcasting proudly on the Underdog Podcast Network. I'm your host, Sean Ryan, and tonight we continue with Chapter 3 of Rejoice. Please, everybody, remember to hit the subscribe button. More subscriptions means more content and more contributors. And speaking of content, the graphic and suspenseful nature of the show might be too much for our younger and more sensitive crowd. Listener discretion is advised. Previously on Rejoice. Lillian peered down the hallway from around the wall. Fear gripped her heart as she saw the doorknob handle slowly begin to turn. The man swung the door open with enough force that it popped the door off its hinges and crashed into the drywall. Lillian silently gasped as she watched the man remove his police cap, revealing a sunken black hole where his eyes should have been. The scars ran from his face like a highway spanning the state. He pulled something white from his back pocket. Slowly, he pulled a rubber mask onto his face and over the back of his head. When it was on, Lillian could see the man take a deep breath as if he was relieved. Or perhaps it was as if he was released. Lillian had seen the man this evening, unmasked. She wondered why he'd bother with it now. The man ran his fingers over the doorframe. He touched the broken hinge as if admiring the strength of his entry. He raised his chin and slowly rocked his head slowly from one side to another, cracking his neck. It looked serpent-like. It looked evil. Masked and ready, the man entered the doorway with eerie calmness. He slipped off one boot, then the next. He removed his poncho, folding it and placing it on the floor. The man turned around and Lillian pulled herself behind the wall. They were less than 30 feet apart from each other. Diaz family, he called out, his voice now deep and intimidating. You have been chosen. Rejoice! Rejoice, Chapter 3 Far away from her children, Elena found herself attending to the victim of a car crash. Stormy nights always filled the walls of the city hospital. It's okay. Everyone will be just fine, Elena said in her tone of motherly reassurance as she adjusted the IV drip. With a furrowed brow, Elena continued to take care of the young woman, constantly glancing at the clock. Thoughts of her children consumed her mind. The doctor who was attending to the patient noticed Elena's worry. Everything okay? he asked. My kids, just a little worried. Elena answered. Eh, I'm sure they're fine, he answered reassuringly. After we set this young woman's collarbone, I'm sure Rebecca will be more than willing to let you run home and check on them. Won't you, Rebecca? The doctor gave Elena a wink. Though notoriously stone-faced, Elena was sure she could see Rebecca briefly frown. On nights like these, they were sure to be busy. Can you be there and back over your break? Less than that, Elena answered appreciatively. And speaking of breaks, the doctor answered. With a slight crack, the doctor set the patient's collarbone in place as his patient whirled in pain. There we go. Right as rain, the doc said. At the house, the situation was quickly escalating. The predator was in the house, looking calmly between hallway, living room, and towards the family room where Lillian, Victor, Luis, and Rosa were huddled together in the corner. Lillian held her finger to her mouth. She then pointed at her ear, beckoning the others to listen. With any luck, Lillian thought, he'd check upstairs first, giving the kids a clear path to escape. If not, 
He would continue walking, and they would simply move quietly from room to room. Now shoeless, the man's feet lightly padded the floor. The sound was hard to pick up with the door left wide open, and the broken windows allowing constant rushing of rain and wind roaring through the house loudly, echoing throughout each room. Lillian closed her eyes, devoting all of her senses to whatever noise the man was making, but she heard none. He had paused. Lillian reasoned that he was choosing his path. She silently prayed that he'd take the stairs, and at first it seemed like her prayer would be answered. She heard the light pad of his foot take a step toward the second floor, and then another. Lillian stood from the couch. She put her hands on the shoulders of Louis and Victor and squeezed firmly. They looked up at Lillian in question, and Lillian held up her hand in a silent command to stand by. Lillian's instincts to pause had been correct. After the man's initial steps up the staircase, he reversed course and quietly descended back to the hallway. The man was listening for any noise that would betray the children's position, but the children were proving themselves worthy competition. Quietly stalking, the man inched forward toward the family room. Lillian waited patiently as the man approached. Would he take the path to the kitchen and the dining room, or would he continue towards them in the living room? The breathing of Victor, Louis, and Rosa became short, labored gasps as each passing second felt like agonizing minutes. Lillian raised her finger to her mouth, commanding absolute silence. Her hands still on the shoulders of Louis and Victor, she helped them to their feet, and next she helped Rosa stand and brought her close. She could feel the rhythmic thumping of their hearts. She felt her own pulse and felt the blood coursing within her. Whether it was fear or adrenaline, it was no matter to Lillian. Her job tonight was to protect her family, and that's what she intended to do. The sound of distant sirens echoed in the night, offering an ironic sense of relief, but just as quickly, they faded. Lillian knew there would be no cavalry tonight. Lillian understood. If her brothers and sister would escape this evening, it would be on their own. She picked up the faint sounds of steps, almost silent at first, but getting louder with each step. The man was less than 10 feet away. Quickly, but quietly, Lillian moved the children from their corner in the living room, through the dining room, and into the kitchen. Every step mattered. Every step was life or death. Finally, the group reached the kitchen. She grabbed her brothers and sisters tightly to pause. Once more, she closed her eyes, listening intently for any footsteps. The man, now standing in the living room, should be following their path into the dining room any moment, which would give them a free path to the family room and out the front door. But then, realization set in. The man would be faster. Lillian knew there was no hope that all four of them would be able to escape together. Listen, when we get outside, we have to run in different directions. Louis, you run to the Schneider house. Victor, you run to Mr. Finlay's. I'll take Rosa with me across the street. The boys nodded in agreement. Lillian nodded back and then began to move towards the entryway. The four children formed a line and inched quietly towards the family room. That's when they heard the intruder change direction. Loudly, the man changed course and ran back through the hallway towards the family room. To Lillian's horror, she looked towards the kitchen. Rosa, her baby sister, was hiding under the table. 
Lillian could see flecks of light glistening against her teary eyes. She was shaking. She was alone. A true predator. This man had separated the most vulnerable from the pack. The man's game of cat and mouse had escalated. The man, faster and more powerful, had paused again. He hadn't heard any movement. Lillian realized the man had not let the front door out of his sight. He knew the children had to either be upstairs or within reach. The intruder entered the family room and surveyed. Lillian, Victor, and Lewis were able to duck just behind a sofa. Lewis lightly held up his baseball bat, as if asking Lillian if he could attack. She shook her head. She wanted to avoid altercation if at all possible. Once again, she silently prayed, begging that he check upstairs. But these prayers, once again, would go unanswered. The man relished the terror he inflicted, the power he held over his victims. Perhaps he had underestimated the Diaz family, but presently, he was enjoying every moment of the hunt. Lillian once again looked at Rosa, crying, shaking. It wouldn't take long for the man to find her under the table. Lillian's heart raced. She needed a distraction, and she needed to time it perfectly. As she lifted her head and surveyed the man slowly advancing towards the kitchen, she grabbed a remote control from the end table and threw it down the hall. The man considered the noise, and he smiled. He heard the remote tumble down the hallway towards the living room. He knew that it had been thrown from behind him. The children had made their first mistake. He smiled once again, turned around, and headed right towards the couch where Lillian, Victor, and Lewis had been hiding. Lillian looked to Lewis, pointed at the bat, and held out her hand. He shook his head in protest. More forcefully, she opened her hand, and Lewis handed his older sister the bat. Out of options, Lillian took a deep breath. Thinking hard about her duty as a protector, she summoned all the bravery she had within her. She tightened her grip on the bat. She stood up and ran towards the man, her eyes widening in terror as a serial killer emerged from the shadows. She got her first good look at the man. The mask, white. The face, vacant. Only one eye, sunken and deranged, peered through. And the smile, the perfect teeth. It was horrifying. Time seemed to slow as the killer lunged at her with inhuman speed. Lillian's instincts kicked in and she swung the bat hard at the man's face. Effortlessly, he caught her powerful swing in one hand and ripped the bat from her hands. Lillian was not the type to cower. She looked at the door, hoping to see Victor and Lewis running through it. They hadn't understood. She knew they were still behind the couch. She looked directly into the man's deranged eye and advanced. She swung and scratched wildly like a violent, feral beast. The man tried to hold her, but every time he thought he had her subdued, she ripped free. Come with me, he whispered. I won't hurt you. I will show you. Lillian continued to claw and scratch until finally she grabbed a hold of something fleshy. She ripped hard. She felt the skin rip directly from the man's face. And then she realized she'd pulled off his mask. She looked at the man, his sunken, deformed face meeting hers. All she could see was rage. And then with lightning-like quickness, he struck. With a thunderous impact, the man's fist connected with Lillian's jaw. Pain radiated through Lillian's body as darkness threatened to consume her. She fought to stay conscious, her will to protect her siblings giving her strength. As the killer loomed over her, a twisted smile came over his face. 
His dark gaze wavered slightly as Victor tried to tackle him. With cloudy vision, Lillian saw Lewis attempt to pick up his bat. This man, this creature, handled them effortlessly. He struck Victor with his full force in the face, and the boy crumbled to the floor. With ease, he pulled the bat from Lewis's grasp and threw it down the hallway. He grabbed Lewis's head with one large hand, and with a cruel grin, the killer struck the boy with the force of a truck with his other hand. Lewis crumbled to the ground, lying next to his twin brother. Lillian tried to push herself to her feet. The man knelt down, studying her with interest. And then, calmly, but powerfully, the man struck again. Frozen and peering through small gaps between table legs, Rosa watched as the violent intruder, his form hulking and ominous, turned his attention to a nearby mirror. Still holding his mask in his hand, he stared at the reflection. Rosa held her breath, her heart racing, as he gazed upon his own reflection. It was a momentary pause in the midst of a gruesome act, a glimpse into the depths of his twisted psyche. Rosa's small frame trembled beneath the table as she watched the killer reapply his mask. He approached her unconscious siblings, and with chilling calmness, he lifted their limp bodies, one by one, and he cradled them in his arms. Slowly, but deliberately, he climbed the stairs. Rejoice will be concluded on episode 4, now available for download on Underdog Podcasts. Please remember to like and subscribe.